Welcome to Celebrate Poe, Episode 2, Encountering the Ghost of Poe. In this episode, I will tell you how I met the co-host of this podcast, the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, I know it sounds strange. I still scarcely believe it myself. But in the next few minutes, Mr. Poe will make his podcasting debut. You see, there was a time when one of my favorite things to do was to go to the massive Alderman Library in the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. One night I was doing some research at the library using some books that I could not find anywhere else. Just being in that library was always a wonderful experience, seated with towering columns of books all around me, volumes brimming with the knowledge of the ages. Snuggled into a big comfy chair, I was reading some commentary regarding Shakespeare, but to be honest, the book wasn't really all that interesting. I dozed off, no idea how long I slept, but I remember feeling some cold wind. I slowly opened my eyes and glanced around me. When I started reading, the room had been full, but now there were no students or librarians anywhere, just furniture, desks, and endless stacks of books. A man of medium height, with a mustache, piercing eyes, and slightly curly hair, stood a few feet in front of me. He was wearing steampunk-style clothes, a black cape and white vest that made him look like he would have been at home in a Victorian lecture or reading. He spoke in a soft voice with a southern accent. My sincerest greetings, Mr. Bartley. My name is Edgar A. Poe. How are you today? I assumed that I was dreaming. Uh, who did you say you were? I am the ghost, or if you will, spirit, or energy of Edgar A. Poe. I quickly looked around again and saw no one. That is except for this quirky-looking steampunk character. It seemed everyone else in the library had gone home. Maybe I had fallen asleep. I thought if I did the smart thing and got up and left quickly, it might set off the security alarm, but right now that fear was the least of my worries. So I decided that the best thing to do was just remain calm and humor this person, or whatever it was. Mr. Bartley, I have come to speak with you tonight about your interest in my life. I know you are immersed in studying Shakespeare, but I have come to talk to you with a proposal regarding me. How did you know I was studying Shakespeare? Oh, I have many methods to accomplish my course of actions. I thought to myself, I bet he wants money. Maybe he'll say he has a surefire business investment and spend any money I do give him for drugs. I can assure you it is not my intention to be the source of any distress on your part. Well, let me assure you that I don't believe in ghosts or anything dealing with the supernatural. 
Mr. Bartley, I remember the first time that you visited the museum built in my honor in Richmond, Virginia. You were especially interested in the words from Hamlet that I had copied in a book during my earthly life. How could you possibly have known that? I never mentioned that to anyone. And I do remember well the many times that you traveled in the state of West Virginia reenacting my life. This may sound strange, but as a reenactor, I always felt somewhat of a responsibility to represent Edgar Allan Poe as a historical character with utmost respect for historical accuracy. Almost as though as he were watching me, but I don't believe in ghosts. He continued talking as though what I was saying about not believing in ghosts was totally irrelevant. And you did a most adequate reenactment for the most part, though sometimes I did find myself wincing. Okay, tell me. If you were there, prove it. Do you remember Mountaineer Middle School and you gave your standard narration about me studying in England for five years while still a young boy? He was right about the school name in West Virginia, but how did he know about the details in my speech to the class? That was years ago. That made me wonder where this was going. A very sincere student asked during a question and answer period for you to name your headmaster in England. That is, when you were speaking as though you were me. I will never forget that. I thought I was prepared, but my mind went totally blank. I had no earthly idea how to answer that. Yes, that is correct, Mr. Bartley. You had no earthly idea. I remember I had a feeling of panic at that school that I hope didn't show. I was almost ready to say, I, I forgot his name, or I, I forgot his name. Of course, you could not see me physically at that point, but I realized that you needed help and caused you to say that would be the Reverend Bransby. I always wondered where that came from. Well, thanks, I guess. And if that ever happens again, remember, I would have never used the word teenager like you did. That word was not utilized for almost a hundred years after my earthly existence. Well, thank you, Mr. Poe, if that is who you are. Mr. Bartley, I can sense that you are quite hesitant to accept my reality and consider my suggestions. As you may surmise, I have spent an inordinate amount of time in various libraries reading about my favorite subject, myself, and those I loved. Some writers, like Rufus Griswold, infuriate me, Others, such as Arthur Hobson Quinn, are examples of exemplary scholarship, and some, such as Susan Archer Weiss, are interesting but simultaneously irritating. And some literary attempts are simply laughable. I had no idea that I would become so well-known as a writer or so misunderstood after my earthly demise. To be specific, I desire to make endeavors to embark on a new form of historical and literary creativity, at least for me. I would like to begin a podcast regarding my life, works, and times. Podcasts do seem to be rather popular now among the masses, and you certainly have more knowledge of computers than I. 
Though I do insist that I maintain, in the words of your current vernacular, complete creative control regarding the content. I thought the best thing to do was just humor this guy and go along with his idea, at least verbally. Yes, yes, I am sure we can work that out. This would be an opportunity for you to learn more about my life and times, as well as communicate that knowledge to others. Mr. Poe, this would be a gigantic undertaking. I have over a hundred books about you, and so many of them contradict each other. Actually, you just have 97 books about me. But you can avail yourself of the many Poe scholars, as well as library and online resources. And one must admit, you do spend an inordinate amount of time using your computer. Experience that I would no doubt find quite useful in doing further research. Please consider my proposal. Now farewell, Mr. Bartley. I will leave you with some words from my story, The Premature Burial. He stared at me with hypnotic eyes and slowly said, The boundaries which divide life from death are at best shadowy and vague. Who knows where one ends and where the other begins? And the spirit of Mr. Poe disappeared. I quickly left the library, and fortunately, the security alarm did not go off. But I left quickly, just in case. I hadn't done anything wrong, but if any authority figure asked me what I had been doing, I seriously doubt that he or she would believe me. I thought that maybe, like Scrooge in Dickens' A Christmas Carol, I had a bad bit of beef and imagined this character. After all, I had just eaten at McDonald's. And the reality of it was that I had been thinking about starting a podcast myself, but I was far too busy for such a massive undertaking regarding Poe to really do it right. So I promptly forgot about it as several years went by. Now you don't have to believe this either, but the ghost of Poe visited me again. I was watching a YouTube video in my current home in Indianapolis, Indiana. All at once I felt some cold air. Uh, I had the same feeling, the strange sensations that I had experienced years before at Alderman Library. The figure who had introduced himself as Mr. Edgar A. Poe stood beside me. Hello again, Mr. Bartley. I am sure you know who I am. How did you get in here? The door to my apartment building and the door to my apartment are both locked. And he replied with the same words he had used several years ago in Virginia. Oh, I have many methods to accomplish my course of actions. Well, either I am hallucinating or this is really happening. Mr. Bartley, I did not want to bother you regarding a podcast until you were genuinely ready. Yes, I have thought about it for years, but I've never really taken action. But I think I might be ready in a way that I never have felt before. Perhaps it has something to do with this pandemic. 
one might say that adds a certain urgency to the story of my life. Yes, tuberculosis, or to use the term we utilized during my earthly life, consumption, was especially devastating during my earthly existence. So many of those who I loved were forced to breathe their last breath as a result of consumption. But one must remember we had no way of preventing the spread of the disease. You see, this was before science understood that diseases could be caused by the spread of germs and viruses. Diseases such as consumption, cholera, and yellow fever resulted in the devastating destruction of human lives during the early 19th century. And like today, we had a great deal of violent crime as well as the abuse of alcohol and other drugs. These are all topics that I insist must be dealt with in an examination of my life and times. And just to refresh your memory, I have a desire to eliminate some of the unfair perceptions that have arisen regarding my earthly existence. A movie or television program or even YouTube video might serve as media vehicles in pursuit of this goal, but mine is an extremely complex narrative that will potentially require hundreds of hours. A podcast would give me an opportunity to relate the entire story for a novel audience. Mr. Poe, I am depending on you to see me through this podcast. I can visualize now that the podcast contents could consist of previous knowledge that I might have regarding your life, as well as a great deal of research. I thought to myself that this podcast idea might sound ridiculous, but it would be the chance of a lifetime to have Mr. Edgar Allan Poe talk to me about his life, the ultimate primary source. I have an excellent title for our podcast. What is your opinion regarding my concept? I have condensed my original idea to let us express the highest literary exultation and commemoration regarding the tortured and calamitous life of the celebrated and renowned Edgar A. Poe as a highly renowned and influential writer with emphasis on a tragic southern life, numerous and debilitating travails, physical maladies, personal fallacies, and emotional states while engaging in, but not limited to, psychological studies of terror, texts of acerbic humor, the invention of the modern science fiction narrative, the devising of the detective story, scathing literary criticism, and the creation of melancholy poetry against the backdrop of early 19th century America, as well as a cursory study of the numerous individuals and events informing the development of the writer's talents and career as a prominent member of America's Romantic and Renaissance movements and frequently esteemed as America's Shakespeare. Mr. Poe, that certainly communicates many ideas, but I doubt that your title will fit on a small cover art graphic, much less a tweet. Uh, why don't we shorten your title to Celebrate Poe? If you truly feel that it would be more effective... Mr. Poe, I know you are the literary genius, but trust me on this one. Mr. Bartley, I can sense that you are definitely ready to begin.
Farewell, Mr. Bartley. Remember, the boundaries which divide life from death are at best shadowy and vague. Who knows where one ends and where the other begins? Mr. Poe quickly vanished and has been very, how should I say it, quite dependable spending hours in relating his narrative and recommending helpful resources. And one aspect that has genuinely surprised me is that the ghost of Poe is amazingly self-aware, something that uh, Edgar Poe did not always show during his earthly existence. Sometimes he could be impulsive or stubborn or self-pitying during his earthly life. I sense that the ghost of Poe realizes this and for the most part is able to admit when he acted in error. Maybe being able to look back on your life gives you a great deal of perspective. And please remember to listen to the next podcast episode in this series, a special one-hour Halloween 2020 episode where Mr. Poe reads Spirits of the Dead, The Bells, The Telltale Heart, and of course, The Raven, and some other surprises. And while you're at it, please remember to subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcatcher so you will not miss an episode of Celebrate Poe. Well, thank you very much for making it this far as we take a deep dive into learning about America's Shakespeare and how he has changed our world.